Are you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right, well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Uh, I'm super excited today for many reasons, uh, one of which is because uh, I always love to talk about uh, the idea of mindset, really um, uh, how that affects so many different domains of life, uh, something that I'm regularly coaching in myself. And so when I had an opportunity to first be introduced to and talk to uh, this guest, Allison Brown, uh, we had just a wonderful conversation around that concept uh, that leapt into so many other areas. Uh, Allison is a fitness professional. She is a, a business owner of multiple businesses. She is a mom to, she said, many kids. So we're going to dig into that because sometimes two can feel like many. <laughs> other times that's 20 or something like that. Uh, she is also the author of a best-selling book, Making the Switch, How to Put Yourself First in a World uh, that tells you not to. Uh, I think I got that right. And so with you that, did, Allison, yeah. welcome to the Excellence Mindset Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, good. Uh, we are recording fresh into the new year. And so as we do, it's just always an exciting opportunity uh, to, to ask the question. So what is exciting for you as you are stepping into 2020? Uh, me personally, I'm super excited about a lifting competition that I have coming up in five weeks. So I'm just in a peaking phase right now to get ready for that. Um, Olympic lifting, I'm, I'm on a team. So really excited about that. Okay, we, we, can't, we can't let that go because um, <laughs> I, I think that's pretty awesome. So uh, I uh, do CrossFit. And so, you know, somewhat familiar with uh, Olympic lifting and just understand uh, the, uh, the, the technical nature of that. I mean, it's one thing to have and build brute strength. And I know that a lot of times you're in categories based upon your own weight that then uh, lend to, um, you know, you competing in that area, but what got you into Olympic lifting to begin with? Really great question. So I, um, I actually dabbled in CrossFit quite a lot. My husband and I used to own one. We love it. Um, huge fans. So we, we incorporate a lot of the type, those types of workouts into our life. So 10 years ago was the first time I picked up a bar. And as soon as I picked up that bar and started learning the clean and jerk, learning how to snatch, I fell in love. Um, and then I just uh, organically ran into an Olympic lifting coach who, who coaches for, actually takes a lot of athletes to nationals, which is really cool. Wow. Um, he kept saying to me, like, you got to come and play over with us. And just like, I think you're strong. You can do this. You just got to <laughs> learn some technique because it is very technical. And I kept saying, no, I, it's not right now. It wasn't a good time. Um, my kids were a little bit littler and I just was more busy. And then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to just go and see what it's all about. So I went for one hour and that was literally it. I, I was hooked. He said his master's team is finished. He called, called us his old lady team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anything 35 and over apparently is old lady. Yeah. And um, so I did, I've done two competitions now and I would like to qualify for nationals. So that's the goal for this next one. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And so, I mean, that's got to take a whole lot of time, um, particularly again, I mean, you know, it, it's more than just continuing to build strength. And so how the heck do you find the time uh, to invest into that and to not let your team down when you're doing 9,000 other things? It's, it's, um, 
it's definitely about making the time versus finding the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because if, if you were to ask anybody, do you have the time for exercise? No, we don't have the time for any of it, right? But we've got to make the time. So it's, I have non-negotiable hours in my week. Mm. That's what I call them. They are non-negotiable. Even sometimes I try to negotiate with myself about that because I don't <laughs> always want to do it, right? Not everybody wants to do it. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Um, but they're just non-negotiable. And I fit them in because it's just something that is a passion of mine. I mm. feel most like myself when I'm lifting heavy things. So I got to make it happen. It's my happy place. And so then I come back better for everyone that needs me when I've had that hour that's non-negotiable. Yeah, that I mean, <clears throat> that's so fantastic. I think that, you know, um, and, and we're down a rabbit hole already, which is fun. But um, I, I think that what is so important for people to hear, and so when I when I coach people, I try and um, do my best to impose this onto them, influence them to think the same way. But there are so many benefits far beyond uh, just the physical uh, well-being of you know investing into working out and and fitness. And I think that you know you being able to hold yourself to that. There's just there's such a a mental side to things. It just helps to energize you and then go invest in, into so many other areas. I mean, I know that I I'm typically a morning workout person and you know, when I don't work out in the morning, it just derails the rest of my day or it just, it, it feels so much different. So um, I'm sure that's something that you spend a lot of time talking about as a fitness professional. And then as you are coaching and working with all these other people uh, in other areas of life, right? I mean, that's gotta be something that comes up regularly. Totally. So uh, you're going to have more productive hours if you've taken that one, right? And I totally agree with you. I'm a morning person too. I prefer to work out. That's how I like to start my day. If I don't start my day that way, it's so much harder to get that hour in and to get it back. Um, but everyone is more productive. You have more energy. You have more mental clarity. You're going to be able to focus better. So that's a huge part of, especially with our moms, but with all of the clients that we work with, um, great are the benefits physically. Let's not lie about that, right? We yeah. want to lose weight. We want to get stronger. We want to look good. All of those things are fantastic. We want more energy. But the reality is the mental health issue that is so pervasive right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to have non-negotiable exercise in their life. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And this begins to lead into um, uh, the title of your book. And so, you know, uh, Again, you know, this idea of putting ourselves first um, in a world that tells us not to. And so, and I, I, I butchered that kind of intentionally because it was easier for me to use my own words. But okay, so here's an area, right? So moms, um, once you have kids, uh, the world kind of assigns to you a, a new order of responsibility. And that order is kids first, basically above all else. And I have a whole lot of opinion um, on that myself, but I'd love to hear from you. So, so that, that is the thing that's said normally, right? And then if so, like, how do you begin to uh, address that? Or I would use the word, maybe even attack that, but like, how do you, how do you have that conversation with moms that are approaching you, uh, maybe even new moms that are approaching you and, and wanting to have other activity and investment into their own life? Yeah, it's, it is so hard. 
It is so hard. And I called it making the switch because it literally is, it's as simple as a light switch, but it's as complex as having to turn it on every single minute of every single day. Right. Um, It's got to stay on. So there's a lot of guilt associated with when I tell moms, listen, like you've got to put yourself first. You've got to make yourself a priority. There's automatically a lot of guilt. I think that the big lie that all moms and maybe even dads and a lot of people in our world believe, but definitely moms, is that a good mom puts herself last. A Mm. good mom shelves her needs, you know, puts it all aside, even her dreams and her aspirations and her goals. A good mom does that and meets everyone else's needs first. And then at the end of the day, when she's got nothing left, that's what she gets is, you know, that last little bit of energy to do what? To go to sleep, right? Because there's nothing left. So I think if we can flip that pyramid um, a little bit, it doesn't have to be a lot, right? A lot of people think, oh my goodness, I'm never going to be able to do this. This is so hard. But let's just start with five minutes. Let's start with five minutes, a cup of coffee enjoy it, um, take the time for yourself and start carving out boundaries that you can communicate to your children. Mommy is having space right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes time, but literally I had a huge win a week ago when I woke up in the morning because my husband had gone to work super early and my two youngest, I could hear them. They were awake. So I, I'm on duty. I have to get up. Right. <laughs> and my oldest comes to me and he says, he's eight. He says, no, mom, go and fill up your cup, your coffee cup, go into your room, enjoy your coffee. There's cartoons on downstairs and I'll get the boys breakfast. You take time for yourself. And I was like, wow, this is a huge win. Now it might not happen tomorrow, right? (laughs) It it might've just been a one-off, but he got it. He finally got it. So he's heard this for eight years. It takes time. But if he can get that at eight, when he is 52, he's going to take time for himself, mm. right? And he's going to, if he chooses to get married and he has kids, he's going to let his partner take time mm. for themselves too, right? So um, we can start and it's going to take time for everyone to, to adjust, especially mom, because there's so much guilt. Yes. But start small, right? That's what I tell everybody. You've got to start small. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we hear this. Um, I had a friend the other day that shared a video on uh, LinkedIn, and you know, it was this idea of when the plane goes down, put your oxygen mask on first before you put the oxygen mask on of you know the person next to you, including your kids, because. Yes. You know, if we're deprived of oxygen, we are not going to have the strength to be able to do it for anybody else. If we're dead, we can't help anybody exactly. else. Exactly. You know, and and so you know, there there is this um, misbelief. Uh, that um, um, in order to not be selfish, we must put others first. And, and yet I don't think that um, pouring into ourselves, protecting ourselves, investing into ourselves is always, and I, I find that it's probably rarely a selfish thing, um, but we've got to change even just the way that culture says and sees those things, because until we do that, like the behavior is never going to change, right? 
That's right. It ha the conversation has to totally change completely. And that selfish thing, I've, that's been a, you know, a hot one. I've had moms say, this seems so selfish, you know? Um, and I think that's just because we're all believing this lie that it's selfish to do that. But yeah. that picture of the oxygen mask is gold and it, it really is the truth. And you need to fill your own cup up or you're running around on empty and you're good for no one, right? Like you're not good for yourself and you're not good for your spouse. You're not good for your, your, anybody, clients, friends, family members, whatever. So you've got to find the time, make the time to invest in yourself, start small. Um, I think it only becomes selfish when you get the one out of 1 million that take it and run with it. And they're like, I'm going to be for it, right. You're still mom, right. You still got, you still got obligations all around, whatever it is that you do, you still have obligations that you have to tend to, but you are better for all of those. If you took that time for yourself first. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, um, you know, it's a different message that needs to go out to, and I'm not just going to Im implicate the mom here. I'm just going to say parents, you know, it's a different message to the parents that are putting their work before their kids or they're putting, you know, themselves before their kids in the sense of, you know, like those kids are actually being sacrificed as a result of that. And so that's a totally different topic. I'm sure that the majority of people that resonate with any little bit of what you say, and even what we're saying here are more in that camp of which they need to be given permission. Like, yes. it's okay. You know, like you can do this. And, you know, there's still going to be boundaries to create, but, but you can live this way and, and you can be a great mom by investing into yourself first. Absolutely. And I have an amazing example of one of our moms day one of our program. She's just taking 15 minutes to do a workout before making breakfast for her two kids. And she had two young boys. And so she told them, mommy's going to go downstairs. She's going to do a workout and then I'll get you breakfast. She comes up from her workout and the kids have gotten themselves breakfast and she didn't even know they could do this. So if we are doing everything for everyone else, um, it takes away their independence, yes. right? Like, how do they how do they grow and show you you know what mom i can do this if you are constantly doing everything for everyone else so fill your own cup up and just watch what happens around you people are going to start to to be more independent and show you that which is so gold yes yeah no i, I you know back to when you were sharing the story you know about you know your own son like i i think that you know again, we need to let those moments sink in when we're hearing you share that story um, for so many reasons. One is which again, like, you know, to, to the last story, you're taking away somebody else's opportunity to step into the world for themselves to learn and grow and develop. Um, but beyond that, you know, as parents, we have this unbelievably unique opportunity to raise a generation and we can okay. affect an entire generation by changing the way that we live, the life that we live. You know, we may not be able to always change our own peers because they get set in their ways and that becomes a challenge. But by doing that for our kids, you know, again, like you said, I think it was wonderful. You know, that's gonna become potentially the husband that not only gives permission to in the right way, but like enables and supports his wife being like that, but then he raises his kids like that. He does that for himself. Like that effect is just almost infinite in a sense. That's just it really amazing. Is. It really is the trickle down effect, right? It's just that ripple effect is so, I totally agree. And that's what I love about working with the clients that I get to work with is knowing that there is an impact on their children. Mm. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's amazing. And, you know, it's hard because sometimes we don't, we don't see those things right away, right? Like as a parent, you want to teach a lesson, 
you want to see them walk yeah. away and do it. And, you know, like in your instance, it happened to happen, but it wasn't that instance. It was the eight years of it being ingrained into them. And so yeah. I think that um, in, uh, just like we talk about in business, like it's far better for us to play this long game. Like we're not, you know, it, it's about these small incremental changes over time. Malcolm Gladwell calls it the tipping point, right? Like eventually we see this change happen. And so I love that, you know, we're just continuing to change these small behaviors over time, teaching, enabling, and then eventually totally. we see these, this, this great effect happen. So that's just yeah. so awesome. The so, daily reps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which goes back to, right? Like you yeah. want to, you want to snatch a barbell, you know, it, it's far more about the right technique over and over and over and over again, totally. instead of just putting as much weight as you possibly can on the bar and praying that thing that thing sits over your head, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Because it rarely ever happens that way for anybody That's right. who doesn't know. That's so true. <laughs> That's like my nemesis Only. of a of a barbell movement, by the way. It um, is tough. <laughs> oh God, it's brutal. Um, okay, so um, so as I think about this type of conversation, um, uh, what is your typical uh, client look like uh, that is attracted to you? So like what is that profile? What, um, how do they hear about you? Like, how do they come to you? So we have, obviously we're on social, so they definitely will see us on social, but the average mom that we work with has multiple children. I think just because I have multiple children, they're drawn to me in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and they are, they are busy. They're busy. And who isn't busy really? Right. right. Um, ma, they're usually like a working mom who juggling a lot of different things, wearing a lot of different hats. And uh, I think they're just attracted to that to me because I'm the same. I'm wearing a lot of different hats and we're all trying to kind of figure out how to navigate that and how to balance that and juggle it and not drop balls. And let me tell you, I drop a lot of balls in a day, but there's, there's good ones that I keep up. Right. Okay. Wait, so can we, can we hold there? Because I think yeah. that was something super, super critical that you said. Sure. So I think that um, oftentimes when people are uh, running a business like this, like you are a program, I know I get this from time to time uh, when I coach people, people come to you because uh, they think they want somebody that's got it all figured out. And what I find most often is, is in those instances, uh, they realize quickly that they're way too far apart from that person and they're not relatable, right? It's really easy to talk about yeah. how amazing I am years after I've already gone through all the disaster. So you just said something that was so wonderful. Go back and listen about two minutes to what, uh, what Allison just said. But uh, I want to stop there. Uh, when you talk about uh, you drop balls, you struggle. So how does that messaging, how do you incorporate that messaging into how you begin speaking to your clients right out of the gate and maybe even before they become clients? Yeah, even before they become clients. I, 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 I keep it totally real. Um, that's one thing you will definitely get from me is you're going to hear about how, you know, I, I, we missed the school bus and, you know, like all hell broke loose this morning and I spilled my smoothie all over my outfit and I put my winter jacket over top and just went anyways. And, you know, you're going to hear the real life stuff. Because uh, I think that, that there's so much of a highlight reel with social now mm -hmm. and people need to know, you know what? I struggle. Yes, mm -hmm. I struggle. Oh my goodness. As long as I don't drop the same ball twice in a row, two days in a row, I think I'm okay. Sometimes I drop the relationship ball. Like, 
you know, I'm just not there like yeah. I should be. But as long as I, okay, I dropped it today, but I, I was good as a mom today. So tomorrow I'm going to be a good wife and focus on that. And, you know, the next day I got to, I got to be good for my employees. Like, so we just, we're not going to be perfect. And so we have a motto, progress, not perfection. So like, oh. are you better than you were yesterday? Right. That's yeah. what it's about. Because so, the highlight reel is hard to live up to. And so how do you continually speak that to yourself? Because again, those are wonderful things to tell everybody else. Yes. Um, but sure. you, kids missed a school bus. You just kind of blew it that day, whatever. Like what, what does that narrative look like that you're talking to yourself in the mirror or, or, or whatever to, to help you uh, continue on in what you're doing for yourself? Yeah. So I could tell you what that narrative was 10 years ago and Please. it was a lot different. So I would beat myself up for days, you know, for dropping balls for, you know, just for everything. Um, and get in the cycle of like, beat yourself up, feel bad about it. Um, just like turn to our coping mechanisms back then for me, I had like, I, I ate too much. I was overweight. I was out of shape. I guess this would be like 15 years, maybe 20 now, <laughs> if I'm thinking 10, it's probably not 10, but, um, so there's been a process to change that narrative. Uh, but now that narrative is like, you know what, I'm going to let this one slide today. It does, it does not reflect who I am. This is not who I am. Um, it's what happened and I can't change it. So as a result, I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to keep on going to that next, whatever it is. I'm going to, I'm going to do better with the next choice or the next obstacle or whatever it is that I've got in front of me. Mm. Um, I have a, a, you know, a line that we use a lot and it's can change it. Like sometimes crap's going to happen. You can't change it. So why spend hours beating yourself up over something you can't change? Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, you said something in there that again, um, moms absolutely need to hear this, but everybody needs to hear this is you just aren't what you do. You know, I mean, that is, that is such a struggle in a world that is constantly striving to become. And I think it's wonderful to continue to strive to become all that we've been created totally. to be. But when, when there's so much stock put in what I'm going to accomplish next and my title and um, how people see my family and the house I live in, and again, those can be all really good things, but they end up doing such damage because we end up like, what is your identity? You know, it's like, well, I am a mom. It's like, well, that's part of you, but that's yeah. not all of you. And as a matter of fact, even in that, like the value that you have as a human being has nothing to do totally. with that, you know? So like, that's just such, it can be so damaging. And yet I love that you said what you said because people need to hear that. Yeah, they need to hear that. And they, I think that's something that a lot of our clients struggle with so much is especially moms, like I've got to be a perfect mom, but then I've got to, and I've got to have a perfect body. I've got to look like I'm, I'm not a mom, right? Like, and so it's, it's all about progress. It's about was today better than yesterday. And you know what, you're going to have weeks and days and even months where your motivation is low and things aren't good and you drop the ball as a mom and that's okay. It, it, it's exactly right. It's not a reflection of who you are. Yeah. It's, you know what it is? You're human. Turns out you're human. <laughs> like, you know, and that's, and that's okay <laughs> to be human, to drop the balls, to screw it up. Cause you're going to, you're just going to, and you have two choices when it comes down to it. You can learn from it, whatever that it is for you, 
or you can beat yourself up and wallow in it. Right. Yeah. And I am, I'm guilty of pity parties. 100% when I was sure. sick over the holidays, throw myself a little pity party, try to get my husband in on the action. Like, please come feel sorry for me right now. But you know, after the pity party, it's okay. What can I, what can I learn here? That's of value so that in the future, you know, I don't make the same mistakes. I don't drop the ball that many times, whatever it is, there's always something to learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Which, you know, when we started talking at the very beginning about mindset, like this is a big part of it, right? Like, you know, it's, it's having, uh, approaching this process of life with that mindset, which is I'm on a journey. This is a process. It's not linear, right? It's all over the place. It's a complete chaotic disaster at times. Uh, there's times that we take so many steps back that, you know, we can't even believe we're behind where we were when we started the process. And yet that's okay, right? Like that's all part of that mindset. Um, to that though, uh, I would be interested to hear how you keep guardrails on the other side, because as much as we want to be grace filled and empathetic and understanding and considerate of where people are at and all these bad stories that they've told themselves, we, we don't want to give them permission to believe the lie that, um, eh, it just kind of is what it is. Like, I'm going to do my best, but uh, if I fall back, I fall back, right? Like, I'm just going to keep shoving crap in my mouth and like, uh, I'm complaining about my body, but you know, I, I'm not really showing that I want to do anything about it and I'm not making progress, but yeah, kind of, it is what it is. So how do you keep guardrails on the other side to kind of be, and maybe you just say, I don't, but I think you do, uh, the stern voice to like, no, no, no. Like we are going to make progress here. And so I'm going to, I'm going to nudge you. So, so what do some of those look like uh, practically or mechanically? Uh, I tell the truth and sometimes it's not very nice, right? Like sometimes people don't really like to hear it. Uh, But I will say I've never told the truth and not had it be effective. Mm. So even if it's in hindsight, like they might be kind of pissed at me for the first couple of weeks. (laughs) She said that, but I think of a client in particular who we were just doing some digging because I like to go back to people's beliefs, their foundational beliefs. What do you actually believe about your body? Um, And she, she came to realize that she just believed she was always going to be fat. And that was her story. And so she was in this cycle, like you say, of like, it's okay. I'm always going to be fat. Like I'm going to eat like this and then I'll come back to you and I'm going to eat like this and then I'll come back to you. And it's like, Finally, we, we did the digging and she, I realized that that was the story that actually a doctor had told her and her mother had told her. Uh. Um, she believed it about herself, right? Right. Because we have a choice. We can believe what other people say or we can say, no, that's not the truth. That's yeah. not who I am. But she chose to believe it, of course, at a vulnerable age, right? Yeah. At 12 years old. Uh. So she, we did this digging and then we, we wrote down just, it's so powerful to write down because people can see it then. Right. And then they can read it back to themselves. Um, and their brain sees it in a different way, which is so neat. Um, but we wrote down, like, this is not the truth. The truth is that your weight loss journey is in your hands and you do not have to be overweight for your whole life. And that was literally the switch that she needed. And it was, it was a realization that, she had been using this as a crutch. She had been using it as an excuse. She had been using it as her reason uh, to fall back into old habits. And then all of a sudden we took away the crutch and she had to stand on her own two feet and decide, am I going to do this or not? And that's where I'm truthful. You have the tools to do this, but now it comes down to doing it, the action part. 
which yeah. is always the hardest, right? Everybody knows what they need to do. Um, and she chose to take that action. And she very well could have walked away and been like, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking the action. I want to live in this story that I've told myself for years. But she made an amazing decision for herself, her health, her family, everybody, and uh, lost 40 pounds, which is wow. fantastic, right? And has yeah. kept it off, which is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that again, I mean, this, you know, this stretches far across um, every facet of life and, you know, uh, every different type of person. But I think that, you know, we do live these lies that we are predisposed to certain things. And I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, I'm no scientist, I'm no psychologist, I'm no psychiatrist, uh, but, you know, there are definitely things uh, inside of us genetically, chemically that are going to that are going to lead us down certain paths, right? Whether that be, um, and even just experientially, right? That could be paths of addiction, that could be paths of abuse, that could be paths of obesity. There's a lot there, and we don't wanna not address those things because they're real. Um, I think that what you do that is so wonderful that uh, the world does not do, uh, uh, by and large, is typically, again, like let's just take weight loss as an example, you know, the, like right now, like the, the, uh, the hot ticket is like, just jump on the keto diet and whatever, you can say whatever you want about that diet, you know, positively, negatively, but, but the, the reality is, is it works for some and it doesn't work for others. And even inside of that, there are things that work for some and don't work for others. And yet, you know, generally it's just, just do this and it's going to work. Whereas coming to you, uh, I now through this conversation, it can make a really good assumption that they are actually being spoken to as a human being and as a person with a history uh, that you're getting to know them, what, where their strengths are, their weaknesses are. And so you're actually able to give them something that, that will work for them if they then put that effort forth and just ditch the excuses. Exactly. That's exactly right. And, you know, fitness, what I've come to learn over the years, I've been in this industry for 22 years now, it's so much more weight loss is so much more than fitness and food. I, I got into this thinking, like, if you exercise and eat healthy, like you'll, you'll, you'll lose the weight and keep it off. No, you won't. You've got to, you've got to dig deeper. There's this huge iceberg and fitness and food are at the top of it. And the healthy outside only happens when the inside is healthy. So I do a lot of digging, but down, like, I mean, we, we build a solid foundation and most times people's, their foundation has to be completely destroyed. Their self-talk is just abusive. Um, and we have to, we have to relay a foundation and then build from there. So what are the habits? What are the, what's the history? What are the cycles that people go through? Uh, typically our moms, they, you know, they do great all day long nutritionally and then the evening hits and the kids go to sleep and that's when they eat, right? And drink their wine and do their thing, right? Hell and yeah. I mean, no, can, no. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Myself included. I, I'm, I'm not going to ever give up chocolate almonds and red wine, but the reality is that these cycles, we need to be aware of them and we need to talk about them and we need to dig to find out what, you know, how can we reestablish new ones that are balanced because you still want to have the glass of wine and you still want, you know, the salt and vinegar chips, right? Yeah. But how can we, how can we integrate that back in, in a healthy, balanced way that doesn't totally ruin everything that we've, all the progress that we've made, right? So it's so much more than, than what I ever thought it was. Uh, I'm not a psychologist either. Um, I have a friend who is, uh, she really helps me a lot actually with a lot of insight into things, but it's, it's just 
we're dealing with a human, just like you say, we're dealing with a whole person who comes with a huge history. And we've got to talk about that history before we can go into the future. Yeah, no, that, that is absolutely so wonderful. So um, uh, staying there just for a second in terms of kind of your client. So what does that experience look like for them as they, so they find you on social media, probably is, is one of the big ways. So they've been following yeah. you for a bit. They resonate with your story. Um, and so what can they potentially opt into? Like, are there some big general things, more narrow? Uh, what do those typically look like? So we have, we have a general program that we have everybody go through first. And it's a six-week program. And it incorporates a little bit of mindset coaching, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of nutrition. Kind of just establishes the process of like what putting yourself first is going to look like in your life. And that it doesn't have to be big to be good. And so once they've done that, we have an annual program that we do with all of our moms. I would okay, wait, hold that, hold that thought. Sorry, sure. I did it again. Yeah. You said right. it doesn't have to be big. It just yes. has to be good. It doesn't have to be big to be good. Okay. So I think we that. get that, right? So like even just like fitness world, the nutrition world, the business world, right? We think it has to be this big thing in order for it to be effective, but it really is the small things every single day, the consistency, the little steps that really count, the drinking more water that really counts, right? Um, we think, oh my goodness, I got to drink eight glasses of water. Well, let's just focus on drinking the first one today yep. and step after step, right? So it doesn't have to be two hours in a gym. And from a CrossFit standpoint, you know you know, seven minutes can yeah. be extremely <laughs> effective, right? Yeah. So I think we've got this like, big thing in our minds when it comes to everything that it ha like even when I tell my moms put yourself first it's like oh my goodness well like I can't take the day to go to the spa yeah. well no like that's great you can do that but that's big let's go small let's do you know a 15 minute kid-free shower or bath right seriously <laughs> without mom 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 they will follow you right yeah so so it it doesn't have to be big for it to be good. And in fact, I believe that the small things really are the most important ones. So what you do daily, the small daily things that you do, those are the ones that, that help you own the year. Like everyone comes out blazing 2020, uh, right? It's going to be this big year. You want to win this year. You got to win today, just today, work out today, eat healthier today, choose, choose some greens, you know, um, today, don't focus on, you know, the whole year focus on today. If you win today and you win tomorrow and you win, you know, next week, you're going to win this year in a big way. And that goes for everything. Business yeah. included, right? I'm like, I'm like sick as I've watched, you know, the, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 2020, or I'm going to make this new decade, my biggest year or my biggest yes. decade. And it's like, fine, like have that aspiration. Yeah. The problem is, is if back in 2010, you would have focused on losing a pound a month then you know exactly. you would be down a hundred pounds if you needed to lose all that weight by now in a sustainable, manageable, yes. um, uh, uh, pretty positive uh, approach overall. Whereas instead, you are now ten years into your twenty in in the year, and and you're crushing yourself. And not only are you not losing your twenty pounds, which you may or may not even need to lose that weight, but you are destroying the mental health 
of yourself. Yes. And, and people just don't get that, right? Like we've, we've totally missed the boat because again, like online, there is this fake idea that we can all do really big things right out of the gate. And nobody is willing to put in, like you said, the small day, like win the day. Like for me, one of these things, and, and people hear me talk about this all the time, but the way that I help myself to win every single day is my alarm goes off at 4.59 a.m. because I want one hour to do quite a few different things before I get to the gym at six. But my win is not even in doing those things before I get to the gym or even the gym. It's not hitting snooze and getting up out of bed. Like if I just do that, I have victory over the first opportunity I have for victory or defeat. If I hit snooze, I have just lost right now. I can make that up. Like, I'm not going to like kill myself over that, but that is so important. It's like the smallest thing, find the smallest possible way to make progress and do that. If you just continue to do that, as Allison said, like you will win. Like it may take a lot longer than you think, but that's okay. It's going to be a lot better in the long run anyway. Yes. Exactly. Way better in the long run, for sure. And that's what we have to look more at is the long run, right? Yes. yes. Like we're such a society of that instant now. It's got to be now. It's got to be in the next week. But let's let's focus more on that long run because that's really where where the gold is, right? That's where we get the, yeah. And you and, yeah. you and I, you and I want success today too. I mean, it's not, it's not that it's necessarily yes. wrong or that we're not fighting the same things. It's just, yeah. you know, we, we're, we're quickly able to come back to the reality of no, 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 just something small today will be good. Yeah, exactly. And that consistent reps, right? That's how you get stronger in a gym. That's how you, you win at life, right? Yep. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. So I, uh, I cut you off midway through. So they go through the six week program um, and then it gets narrow. And so yeah. then what, what is the next iteration? Does everybody go into that? No. Like how, how does that work out? Yeah. So, so the next kind of step is to sign up with us for the year. And we have an awesome group of VIP moms, uh, that just, they keep it real. They share their struggles. I think everybody needs a place where there is real and, um, you know, they, they hear about the, the wins and they celebrate the wins, but they also hear about the losses and the epic mommy fails and all of that as well. Um, and so in that program, we incorporate mindset. We incorporate an amazing nutrition program that is not a diet. We are so like no diets. We're all about, you know, the, just like I said, the little steps, right? Yep. Uh, we, we know diets don't work. Let's make a lifestyle change that you could stick to, right? Yep. Um, and then fitness, we have, we have four workouts. That's what we ask our moms, just four, four workouts a week. If you, if you can do that, that's fantastic. If you do two this week, that is better than zero, right? So we celebrate progress, not perfection, but that's kind of the annual VIP program. And we do incorporate some, there is some uh, proponent of one-on-one VIP coaching with myself or my husband, Graham, um, who does a lot more of the mindset aspect. So together you kind of get, you get both of us and you get an amazing group of coaches that we have in there as well that are all moms and then an amazing group of moms as well. Awesome. So that's the pitch. She didn't even try and pitch it. She just explained to you all the ways in which you can live a better life. And I I mean, I think that like, this is the key, right? It is the, it, it is the mindset. It is the behavior. It is it's all these little things that we can do instead of swinging for the fence. If we just continue to focus on all these little things, we will become better. We just need to be patient and, and consistent uh, as we, as we make that approach. Yeah. And so. the patience is the hardest part. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. And I'm the first to admit that. Like, I want it now too. You know, like I, I want, I want that PR to happen in five weeks. And I, when I went in this morning to lift, I'm like, I want it now. But the reality is, is if you put those daily reps in, it, you will get it. It just might not be today, right? Yeah. But it will get it if you don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, people that know me know that, you know, this is now year two of habit and discipline, no goals. Like I set zero goals uh, for 2019 cool. or 2020, just habit and discipline only. Yes. It led to my best year ever in 2019, personally That's and professionally. So cool. And uh, 2020 is teed up to be the same. So I'm having a lot of fun testing that water and continuing to stress for other people. Like you don't have to throw all your goals away. Like you can have goals, but um, you know, it's more about the consistency. So I love That's what right. you said. And I just think that, you know, um, again, this is definitely something that everybody needs to hear. Um, there, there, there's no class of people uh, that, uh, that should not listen to this. But I do think that, and I have a very special place in my heart for moms, both because I was raised by a single mom that was constantly under this type of pressure. Amazing. And then I watch my wife at home raising two kids in a culture today that is like uh, imposing of them on a perfection more than ever before. And so I just so empathetic to that. I'm watching so many other uh, women, especially being just destroyed by the narrative and culture. So I just appreciate what you're doing. And I, and I love to see that there are people not just advocating for a better future for women, but they're actually doing something about it. And so it's just so great that you're doing that through your program, through your book, Thank you so much. even through just living your own life. I mean, it just seems like everything is just, um, yeah, really, really supporting that one story. So it's just so awesome. I, it started on the bathroom floor for me. That's where it started. I had the book, everything. I call it the epic mommy meltdown. And I, where I realized I was doing everything for everybody else. And I was not taking care of myself, not anything. Like I was not eating right. I was not doing anything for me. I was just literally trying to survive the day. And so I, I shared my, I wrote the book and shared my struggle once I say I survived the storm, when my husband and I learned how to uh, get off the bathroom floor and figure this out, learn that we had to put our needs first, my needs have to be first. Um, and so as I share that more and more, I've heard a lot of me too. I've heard a lot of moms say, I, yeah, I get that. I've had mommy meltdowns too. This is why. This is why we are where we are and we're exhausted and stressed and overwhelmed. Um, if we can just make that little switch every single day for yeah. ourselves will be better. Yeah. Okay. So that's a great place to wrap. I mean, and I want to reiterate this. Um, if you've ever found yourself on the bathroom floor or buried in a closet or in the corner and you just don't know what to do with yourself. I mean, this, this is what you need to hear. Like you need to hear the story of people that are not just making the steps themselves, but they're helping walk other people through it. And that there is opportunity out there for you. There is light on the other side of this. Like it's not about living in this darkness that is just condemning you over and over again. And so Allison's story is one of those. And so I encourage you, I know this is the end of the podcast, but I encourage you to go back and listen to this again and then find ways to get connected with her. Uh, make sure to put all of her social channels uh, in the show notes so you can do that. But this is a story that, you know, and, uh, and a topic that needs to be told over and over again. So I really hope that people do that. So, Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. And I love all you're doing as well. It's so awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Allison. It's been fun and just trying to do everything we can, right? To help as many people as we can. Exactly. So, yeah. So what are some of the better ways that people can get in touch with you? 
So if they go to theswitchfitness.com, they can actually get a free book, a free version of my book. The oh, ebook okay. is de- just for a short amount of time, so they're welcome to go and do that. Um, and they can they can follow us at at the fit switch on Instagram, and they can check us out on Facebook as well. Say that one again. At the fit switch. At the fit switch. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And theswitchfitness.com is where they can go for the free version of the book. Got it. So again, I'll make sure to put all of those uh, in the show notes so you guys have links to those. But again, Allison, thank you so much. I just, I really appreciate not just what you're doing, but um, who you are, the time that you've spent today. And I look forward to just sharing this with uh, as many people as I possibly can. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. As always, thank you so much for taking your time to sit and listen through this conversation, through each and every episode that you've listened through. Looking forward to your feedback, uh, your contribution to continuing to make this the very best possible that I can for you and adding value to whatever area of life you're stepping into. With that, take care. Chat soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.